some of the saddest stories in turkey hunting happen after the turkey's been shot. But on this episode, I'm going to talk about what you should do immediately after pulling the trigger to ensure you take that bird home and you keep yourself and others safe. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Guys, if you don't know about it, there are tons of turkey hunting episodes organized and categorized on the website, newhuntersguide.com. You can go there and find years and years of turkey hunting podcast episodes, and you can head to the YouTube channel and find all kinds of turkey hunting episodes, tests, reviews, things that can help you. Guys, make sure you're taking full use of all the resources here. Now let's jump into this topic. I'm beside myself of how many sad stories I have heard that happened with people who were turkey hunting, and it happened after they shot the turkey. All kinds of things can happen and can go wrong and have happened and have gone wrong after they pull the trigger on a turkey. There is just so much adrenaline You don't think, you're not planning ahead, you don't know what to do, you're elated, you're ecstatic, you're nervous, and then people make all kinds of bad decisions, not just new hunters, but experienced hunters, professional hunters. People do all kinds of stuff. Now, the one sad thing that happens is you end up losing that turkey. That's sad on one level. But the the more sad things that happen is when people get injured or worse after this happened. You might think, well, how could you get injured after you shoot the turkey? Well, I'm going to give you several stories and examples here. But let's start with the first one. How do you lose the turkey? Well, you can pull the trigger. You can hit the turkey. The turkey goes down, but the turkey is not fatally hit. It's stunned. It's shocked. It's confused. That bird goes down and then boom, it pops right back up and runs or flies away. It can happen. It does happen. Sometimes even you miss the turkey, but the sound and the, the all that shot moving through the air right by its head confuses it. It drops kind of like a deer trying to duck an arrow and it may not know what's going on. You may think you hit it in the moment in the adrenaline and then it just pops up and runs away. And so, so often, you know, you pull the trigger, you jump up, you're shouting, woohoo, you're doing your turkey dance, and then you go over and there's no bird there. That turkey's gone. And you can't figure out what went wrong. All right, this is, it's terrible, it should never happen, and oftentimes, you know, It was a turkey you could have taken home. It's a turkey that's probably going to die later, although they don't always. And it's one you're not going to be able to recover too often if this happens, especially if you don't see where it goes because you were too busy there doing the Macarena and you're not even looking to see what happens. And then that bird is gone. I'll give you a great illustration of this. It was the first turkey I ever shot, actually. I did an entire podcast episode just on this story, so I'm not going to retell it all here. But end of the hunt, the turkey's walking in front of me from left to right, goes behind a tree. I get my gun up, 
Its head comes out from the other side of the tree. I shot, bird goes down, woohoo, right? I jumped up into the air, pumped my fist. Yeah, got him. And then the turkey jumped back up. It was kind of spinning around, dazed, confused, definitely hit, but trying to figure out what happened, where is it, you know, does it remember how to walk or fly? And I remember standing there going, oh no, I didn't think that could happen. And so I went to lift up my shotgun, but while I jumped up and was partying, my sling got all tangled up around my leg. So I tried to lift the shotgun, almost pulled my feet out from under me and ended up on the ground with a loaded gun. And thankfully, I was able to untangle myself, figure out my problem, get the bead on the turkey before it ran away, take another shot and put it down. But man, I was right in the middle of a sad and dangerous um, you know, part of this story where any number of things could have gone wrong while I was being careless. <clears throat> and you know, losing the bird is one thing, but shooting yourself in the foot or throwing yourself on the ground and putting a shot up into the air or into your leg, you know, that is absolutely terrible. And I just wasn't paying attention. I just didn't know the things that I'm about to tell you, hadn't learned them yet, but that can absolutely happen. I remember another story. This was uh, a professional hunter, magazine writer. So he's out testing some new something or other on a turkey hunt. They shoot the turkey. They jump up. They run over to it. They're all excited. Turkey's flopping around on the ground. You know, and if you don't know about it, you know, a, a turkey after it's shot, even if it's dead, is a lot like a chicken. And what happens with a chicken with its head cut off? You got all sorts of activity that continues as that nervous system is just shocked and throwing signals everywhere. You can shoot the turkey's head clean off and that thing is going to roll and flop. Maybe for a minute or two, could be 15 or 20 minutes. You know, sometimes it seems like it goes on forever. Then it stops and it looks completely dead and it starts flopping around again. And if you're not expecting that, it can really throw you off. But that turkey can literally just roll on the ground and flop and kick and beat its wings and do all kind of stuff. Doesn't always do a whole lot of that, but sometimes it can. And where it really gets people is that it'll start and then stop and then start again and may stop again and may start yet another time before it's run its course. Doesn't mean you need to shoot it again. Like I said, you could shoot its head clean off and this is still going to happen. But you knew you want to keep tabs on it. And so this guy runs over and his buddies and they're all taking selfies and pictures and he threw a shotgun on the ground and there are trying to he's trying to get his camera worked up in selfie mode to take a picture with him and the turkey. And while this is happening, the turkey is on the ground, flopping around, rolling around, flailing around, and it it it, it one of the legs and the spur kicked over and found the trigger guard of that shotgun and he had not put the safety on and boom pulled the trigger of that shotgun almost shot this guy and some of his buddies in the legs i mean missed them by like two feet all right at point blank range you're talking about disaster dead turkey nearly shot the living hunter all right unbelievable and this guy was not new 
he was not a new hunter. He was a very experienced hunter. He had shot a lot of turkeys, but he was not being careful with his surroundings. Then an even sadder story. There was one guy that was out. It was either his son or his grandson or his nephew. Took in the kid out, young kid, probably 11 or 12 years old, or some, somewhere around there on his first turkey hunt ever. And they're out there in the woods, and long story short, a bird comes in, the young kid shoots it, turkey goes down, bags his first gobbler ever. Well, this kid jumps up, runs over to the turkey, grabs the turkey, throws, jams the turkey into the back pouch of his game vest. Well, while after the turkey's been jammed in its game back in its game vest on his back, the turkey started to flop and kick again. It was dead, but it hadn't run its course. And while this, as soon as this starts happening, one of the turkey's spurs just jammed the kid right in the back, punctured his spinal cord. All right, and so this goes from you know, what would have been one of the greatest and highest moments of this kid's hunting career to a fight for his life and will this kid ever walk again? All right, terrible story. Just breaks your heart, but completely avoidable. All three of these situations, very avoidable. So what do you do after you pull the trigger on a turkey. What is the right protocol? Well, there is no 100% A, B, C, D. This is the best and the only way, but there's a pretty good protocol you can follow here. Now, first and foremost, of course, you do not pull that trigger until you have identified that bird 100%. In my state, you cannot shoot a turkey until you have seen the beard. I don't care if it's goblin with a full tail fan, strutting and drumming and just running circles, gobbling its head off. It weighs 30 pounds. It's twice the size of every other turkey you've ever seen. If you don't see a beard or it doesn't have a beard, it's an endangered species. You cannot shoot it. It's got to have a beard. All right, so you got to identify that this is a turkey. This is the turkey you want to shoot. And this turkey is legal. No exceptions. All right, so you identify the turkey, you identify the beard, you make absolutely sure that there is nothing behind this turkey that is that is unsafe for you to take a shot. All right, it's it's not like the turkey's head is going to stop the shotgun pellets. Well, it might stop two or three of them, but hundreds of them are going to sail through the air past this turkey and hit whatever's behind it. That could be other turkeys, that could be other animals, that could be people, that could be houses. You need to know beyond any doubt what's behind this bird before you pull that trigger. So say you've done that, it's the, it's the turkey that's legal that you want to shoot, everything is safe and good behind it, you pull the trigger, you hit the turkey, that turkey goes down. What do you do? Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals 
are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You sit there with your the front bead of that shotgun or your red dot or your crosshairs or whatever you're using just fixed on that bird. All right, you do not move a muscle. If you've got a pump or a single shot or whatever, you, you reload or rechamber another shell and you sit there fixed on that bird because you are waiting to see, does that turkey get back up? It might start kicking on the ground and, and flailing and rolling around. That doesn't mean it's over. It could still get back up and walk or fly away, even if it rolls on the ground for two or three seconds. All right, it just may be totally confused, shocked. I mean, you may have done legitimate brain nervous system damage with the shot, but it may come to enough to make an escape attempt. All right, so you keep that gun. You don't start cheering. You don't start shouting. You don't start doing the the electric slide. You keep that gun, that barrel focused, fixed on that turkey. And if that bird gets back up, you take another shot. You do not hesitate. I don't care if you're shooting TSS loads that cost $15 a piece. If that turkey stands back up, you shoot it immediately. And you got to sit there and assume I shot the turkey. It's going to get back up. I'm going to wait for the moment to shoot it again. And when it doesn't, you're pleasantly surprised. Okay, you got to think about it this focused. Because if you've hit this turkey, you do not want a wounded turkey running away to suffer and die later. All right, that's terrible. Another $15 of TSS ammo is a small price to pay to keep that bird from suffering. And if that much money is too much for you to stomach on a follow-up shot that you think may or may not be necessary, then you should be shooting cheaper, cheaper ammo, period. Get some Winchester Longbeard XRs at more like $2.50 a load. Whatever it takes, you got to be ready to take that second shot without hesitation. Now, how do you know if you should take another shot? If that turkey's head goes up into the air and it is on its feet, you shoot. 
even if, if the turkey sits down, but its head is up, you shoot. If the head goes up, you shoot the head again, period. Now, I don't mean if it's just flopping around in the ground and at one point its head flings up and over. No, I mean, if that head comes up and it is a conscious head and it can look and see, you shoot that head because that means the turkey is not dead. It, it, it's, it, it may die anyway. It might just fall back over, but you do not wait for that to happen because if the head is up, so often you've got two seconds before it runs or flies. And maybe it would have fallen over and died anyway, but it doesn't matter. You shoot again immediately, all right? It's just not worth the risk. It, if it takes off, it becomes a whole nother problem, all right? Another shot in the head's not going to damage the meat at all. Okay, it's not like, you know, you're hunting deer with a 300 Winchester Magnum at 30 yards and you take a shot and it blows a massive hole in that animal and ruins 10 pounds of meat and you don't want to shoot it again because you don't want to ruin the rest of the meat, which by the way is a stupid way to hunt deer, but a lot of people do it and a lot of people don't take follow-up shots that they should because they don't want to damage too much of the meat. Well, that's not a factor when shooting a turkey in the head, okay? shouldn't have anything to do with the meat. If that head is up, you shoot it. Period. If it's laying on the, if the, if the if it's sitting on the ground, but the head goes up, you shoot it. If it stands up and the head goes up, you shoot it. That's just what you do. If that head is upright, you shoot that turkey again. You don't hesitate. Now, most of the time, that's not going to happen. Okay? I don't know what the percentage is. It depends on how good of a shot you are, what kind of a choke, what kind of ammo, what kind of range. But I'm going to say four out of five times, that turkey goes down, it's staying down. But you don't want to lose that one out of five. All right? And the better you get and the better your ammo and your aim and your choke and your judging distance, that percentage should include in, in, increase drastically until, you know, 95 to 99% of the time, it's a one-shot kill and it's a quick, clean kill. But you got to be ready. Now, if that turkey doesn't get back up, it's going to flop around on the ground. It'll stop flop, flopping. It might start again. It might stop again. After a minute or two, you can be pretty sure it's not getting back up if it hasn't yet. But you take nothing for granted. Once you've sat there with, with, the, with your shotgun fixed on that bird for about two minutes, if it doesn't get back up and it stops flopping on the ground, you put your gun on safety, safe, put the gun on safe, stand up slowly, and begin stalking your way over to that turkey. This is a great time to put on an orange hat or orange vest or orange flag, all right? But you're still hunting. It's not over. But it's a good time to put on some orange. You're going to walk over with that gun all but shouldered and pointing at the turkey. Still safety on, but ready at a moment's notice to aim and shoot. All right, you're walking over slowly to the bird. This is not when you clean up your stuff. This is not when you pull out your camera. This is not when you put your gear away and pack up your calls or whatever you're doing. You are still hunting. So you walk over slowly to this turkey stalking it, expecting it to jump up and try to run away at any moment. It may kick a little bit more. It might do some of that. It might stop. It could be done. You don't assume anything. You get up to that turkey. Now, you don't touch the bird. 
until you are convinced it has finished kicking and flailing. So you study it there for a couple minutes. Now's a good time to be thankful. Now's a good time to say a little prayer. Now's a good time to, to you know, whisper some cheers under your breath. But you're still hunting. All right. You're waiting to make sure it's done. Once you're pretty convinced it has stopped flailing and thrashing about. And you confirm is it breathing. Not breathing. The bird's down. The bird's done. You're completely sure it's dead. Then you unload your shotgun. All right unload the shotgun very important take the shells out of the shotgun leave the action open put a chamber flag in if you have one you want to be 100% sure your gun is not loaded okay now this is a great time to do a little celebrating but you don't want to start yelling and shouting and screaming you can mess up other people's hunts You could scare turkeys off this land that might come back later for another hunt or that might be there next year and you push them off into some other hunters and then they get shot or you you don't know who could be around you. You don't want to mess up their hunt. You also just want to be cautious in general. You don't want to draw too much attention to you and where you are and what's going on. You don't want other people to hear you celebrating, but they're not sure what's going on. They think you're in danger and then they give up on their hunts to come and rescue you and you're just sitting there having a good old time. You know, you've, you know, you just, you don't want to be super loud. Um, you know, if it's your property and you're on a thousand acre ranch and you own the land, well, you do whatever you want to do. But most people, even people hunting on private land are just not that secluded and, uh, it's just good practice. So you do, maybe you want to take some pictures, you want to do some stuff. Um, next thing you want to do before you touch the turkey, you want to put the tag on it. You want to tag the bird. The only reason I didn't tell you to already tag the bird is because you just want to be sure it's not going to start kicking again while you're putting the tag on it. But you want to tag that turkey. In my state, you've got to tag it before you can move it. And it's good practice to tag it as quick as you're sure as it's dead because you never know what could happen. You never know. Other hunters might come up and try to start saying and claiming something. Yeah, the game commission might walk up. You fired a shot. You never know what kind of attention that could be. So you want to tag that turkey as quickly as is safe. And once you've tagged it and you're sure it's dead and your gun's unloaded, now's the time to start taking pictures. If you want to pose the tail or, you know, whatever you want to do with the wings or you just want to hold the turkey and have somebody take a picture, put your put your camera on a tripod or selfie stick or whatever, you know, if you want to do all that, this is a great time to do it. Then pack up your gear. It's time to carry that turkey out of there. The best, safest way for you to carry that bird is to hold it tightly in one hand or with both hands around the legs, just below the spurs. You don't want the spurs to be in your hand or between your fingers or anything like that, at least not initially, right? You're going to pick the turkey up upside down and carry it by the legs. You know, all the feathers and the wings and everything will will lay and hang or whatever. It's fine. You want to hold it just below the spurs so the spurs are above your hands, all right? And the reason is if... 
If the bird wasn't done kicking, if it has one last lapse of neural shock and trauma, you do not want those legs or those spurs loose. Let the body flap around, but don't let those legs with those spurs, those are weapons. Those are little spears. You do not want those to be able to move. So you want to hold it tight. You want to make sure that even if the bird started to kick again, the rest of the bird's moving, the legs aren't moving because you got those legs tight. And so what I'll do is I'll carry it out of the woods. Of course, if you didn't put an orange hat on by now, now's when you need to put that orange hat on or that orange flag or that orange vest or whatever. Because the single most dangerous thing a turkey hunter can do is carry a turkey out of the woods. This is where so many terrible stories happen. People are sitting there hunting turkeys. They haven't seen a turkey in two weeks. And then they see this turkey moving through the woods. They don't think that that turkey's moving several feet off the ground, higher than a turkey could be, that that turkey's upside down, that that turkey's hanging, or that that turkey's being carried by a person wearing camouflage with a backpack who's whistling a song. They become brain dead, and they just start shooting at turkeys. Now, often it's not that obvious when these things happen. They're through a bush or a brush or something, and they just see a piece of a turkey, and they start shooting. They, you know, it's just, it's one terrible scenario after another. So you want to be absolutely sure you can do everything within your power to be safe, especially right now, triple especially if you're on public land, but also on private land because you just don't know who else could be around, who could be breaking the law, who could be poaching, who could be illegally on the property that you're on or legally that you don't even know about. You might think, well, it's my property. I would know. You would hope to know, but you don't want to test that by getting shot for, for no reason. If somebody's dumb enough to break the laws and not get permission and do whatever, they're dumb enough to shoot you. All right. So don't take anything for granted. This is when you want to have orange on. You should always have some orange with you when you're in the woods. My state recommends you wear orange whenever moving during turkey season. It doesn't require it, but it recommends it. And if you've ever been on public land, you really ought to do it. All right. People can be idiots and you don't want to die or be maimed or forever injured or shot in any way, shape or form because of the stupidity of others. Wear some orange. All right. So you carry this turkey out. What I usually do is I keep a tarp in the trunk of my car, fold it up, and I'll just unfold the tarp, put the turkey in the middle, and just sort of half fold it over top just to keep the feathers and whatever else, the blood from getting all around my trunk and things. And then I'll just wash that tarp off with a hose after I get home, dry it, fold it up, and throw it back in. Uh, that tarp in my trunk has seen a lot of action. It's a nice tarp. And so you get it home, you may want to do more pictures, whatever. Then you got to figure out, okay, what are we going to do with this bird? Well, some people like to pluck the whole turkey and roast it and, you know, of course, gut it first and all of that. Um, I've done episodes on cooking turkeys and field dressing turkeys and all the things that, that you can do. So I'm not going to go in depth here, but I just give you the quick rundown. Roasted whole wild turkey does not usually come out good. All right, it's, this is not like a store-bought farm-raised turkey. The legs are usually very tough, and they dry out and become jerky before the breasts cook. 
So what I usually do, I don't pluck the bird, I don't field dress, or I don't gut the bird. I'll just cut off the cut through the skin, and I will quarter the bird. All right, each breast and tender is going to be one quarter. Each thigh and leg is another quarter. So I got four quarters of this bird, and of course the breast you can cook in all kinds of ways. You know, similar to what you would do chicken. You just have to be extra sensitive to not overcooking it. All right, you want to cook that to 165, not 175, because it'll dry out quick if you overcook it. They're very lean. And then the legs, the you're not going to be able to cook those the way you do chicken legs or store-bought turkey legs. Those need to be cooked low and slow and moist. So I like to throw them in the crock pot and do like a pulled turkey leg you know, barbecue pulled turkey legs, something like that. You could throw them in, cook them for a while, pull them apart, make a soup. There's lots of great ways to do it. I've talked more about it in previous videos. And of course, you can vacuum seal it and throw it in a deep freezer. It can last over a year vacuum sealed in a deep freeze. Now, just throw it into a Ziploc bag in the freezer of your kitchen, eh, a couple months maybe. All right, vacuum sealing it though and putting it in a really cold deep freezer can give you some serious time that, that that's going to be good for. But you just wash it up, dry it, vacuum seal it, and you can be good to go. So that is the protocol to keep in mind every time you pull the trigger on a turkey. All right, always assume that bird's going to get back up, whether you hit it or whether you missed it. Always assume and always be careful for other turkeys. Oftentimes, turkeys come in pairs and you may not see the other turkey until it's too late. And what people have done is they have shot a turkey. It's gone down and died. But then the turkey that was with it that they didn't see or notice walked right up to where that turkey was. And of course, they're standing there. They're dancing. They're doing mambo number five. And then they look over and they see a turkey standing there. And of course, they weren't paying attention. They didn't have their eyes fixed on it. And they don't even realize it's another turkey. They thought it was their turkey getting up. They're not paying attention to the dead turkey laying there. They just see a standing turkey. So now they shoot that turkey too. And maybe in some places that's legal if you have enough tags. But not where I hunt. You can't shoot more than one turkey a day. Even if you do pay extra money for the special second turkey tag. And so boom, right then and there you can break a law because you weren't paying attention. So you keep your eyes on that bird. You never take your eyes off the bird. Now, if the bird goes down and you can't see the bird on the ground because of the land and the lay of the land, then what I recommend you do, put the gun on safe, stand up, and start stalking towards that turkey with the gun shouldered, pointed at the bird until you're able to get visual on the turkey. All right, if, if that turkey is behind a log or just tall brush or you can't see it or you can't at least see the evidence of it thrashing on the ground, I would get up immediately and, you know, just like a, you know, just like a Call of Duty soldier, just stalk right in, gun pointed at the turkey in your shoulder, head on the gun. I'd keep it on safe though, unless or until you need to take a shot. But I would just slowly make your way to that turkey till you can get a visual on it. And then just stand there and watch. You don't need to get any closer. Oftentimes, you don't want to get too close. 
Because if you're 10 yards away and you need to take another shot with a turkey choke, it's going to, you basically have a slug gun. And being that close hurts you. It's going to be really hard for you to hit that turkey. So you just want to get close enough so that you can see it and confirm what's going on. And then you just wait a little bit and follow through on the rest of the protocol. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. I bet you never thought you could do an episode this long on nothing but what do you do after shooting a turkey. But this episode may have been one of the most important ones you've ever heard. If it helps you take extra birds home, keeps you safe, keeps you alive, keeps you from shooting somebody else or any number of things that could happen and have almost happened and have happened in some sad situations. So guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate you. Please head to iTunes and leave a five-star review with comment. It is one of the best things you can do to help this show grow and reach more people. God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.